The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, 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 Hannibal. Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Like the off-day podcast, uh, following Patriots 35 to nothing shellacking of the Eagles in preseason game number two. Here's our uh, post-game podcast. So I guess let's just start by saying they won 35 nothing. The quarterbacks look great but they played against the Eagles' second stringers. Barely any of the Eagles' starters played, so I think a lot of you know what happened in the game should have that asterisk that it came against second stringers. That's a perfect start to what we're now calling our jerk reactions to Patriots games, and I would expect you to downplay the positivity of the Patriots' offense by talking about no Eagles playing and Fletcher Coxing. I, as I am wont to do, will focus on the positive, that I thought Cam Newton looked better, and I, I was, I think Scott Zolak said it on the broadcast, may have looked better in this performance than he's looked at any point in his Patriots career. Now, it was only a quarter, it was against backups, and it's a preseason game, but I'm like, I'm including practices and stuff like seven mm-hmm. on sevens and just mm-hmm. any part of my mind. Now, I'd have to go back if you married it up to maybe his best quarter against the Seattle uh, in Seattle last year or best quarter against Miami maybe. but the bottom line is he looked really good. Like somebody like me that wants to put him out to pasture, that's ready to move on from mm-hmm. him. This was a, okay, that, that, that looked pretty good. That looked like it was supposed to look, he made nice throws when eight of nine drove right down the field. Like, you know, we, we fixated on Mac Jones looked like a Patriots quarterback against Washington. Well, Cam Newton looked like a Patriots quarterback against Philly. Like he slid in the pocket. He stepped up, made throws that were timely and accurate. So I'm just going to give him credit for the performance. Well, is what it is. And this is subject to change because based on what could happen over the next weeks. But as after tonight, Cam Newton starting week one. 
and I'm not and I'm not saying that because like as Mac Jones is bad or anything like that. I'm just going with what I see. Cam Newton continues to take first string reps, continues to play with their starters, continues to get treated like the starter, and hasn't fallen on his face. So I just think in Bill Belichick's mind, he's the starting quarterback and tonight showed it. Well, certainly if Bill was treating him like the starter, which he has in the preseason, even with reps and everything, he's treated him like the starting quarterback. He's he did nothing to lose the job. Even right. last week wasn't horrific. I mean, there's plenty of starting quarterbacks that the first preseason game, they play very little. There's a three and out. Like, that's happened to Brady a number of times over the years, I can remember, where Bill wasn't happy with the first drive or two from the first offense, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, and then tonight, Cam was really good. But I will also say, so was Mac Jones. I thought, I mean, the the takeaway here is maybe my harshness of a column that I wrote that no matter who wins the job, you're not going to have a very good quarterback. I think you have to feel bit better about both quarterbacks coming out of this game and just the quarterback situation and the competition. And I would also say to put in perspective, yes, the Eagles didn't play their starters, mostly backups, blah, blah, blah. But the Patriots didn't have their tight ends out there. Like they mm-hmm. were, you were missing some of your offensive weapons as well. Um, but to me, the takeaway is just, the positivity, like the as Cam said, I think Cam said it, other than the Ramondre Stevenson fumble late in the game, they were basically perfect offensively. Like they did everything, you know, even, you know, Mac Jones went, I think, 13 of 19 again. It was very similar to last week. Mm-hmm. Had a couple drops, had a, a spike in there. So both quarterbacks led really, really, really efficient offenses as, I mean, they put up, what, 486 yards or whatever. 200 yards on the ground, like, yes. Yeah, the the Eagles sucked. A, I think the Eagles are going to be a bad team, and they were a bad team that didn't even play their best players, their starting quarterback. I don't know if they got thrown off with, like, Mills going to the hospital with the stomach pains or what. They they didn't – they looked like a team that was disinterested from the start. Right. Yeah, I uh, Hurts. You said Mills. Hurts. Hurts. I don't know why I said Um, Mills. Oh, Jalen Mills. He used to play for the Eagles. He did used to play for them, but not quarterback. He played cornerback. So a lot of confusion, but not really. It's late. Um, It is late. Though – the yeah, I mean, maybe there's something to that. They already knew they weren't playing their defense, and then the starting quarterback has some weird illness, blah blah blah. After being on the field, maybe they were just sort of disinterested and not really want. That's certainly how they looked. Was yeah. uh, quick thing on the quarterbacks. I don't want to make this a whole about quarterbacks. Who impressed you more tonight, Mac or Cam? Cam, based on expectations. Yep. Like I thought, Cam didn't look like cam right cam looked like a patriots quarterback if that makes any sense like he oh, did yes. he, he kind of got the ball quick for him like that he had yeah. pocket awareness like he wasn't like the offense wasn't by his legs like he was making good throws down it wasn't check downs it was down no. field. like yes yes no i i so and mac looked like what i've kind of come to expect from mac like mm-hmm. i expect him to look like that now i know a couple people just kind of uh taking the temperature of Twitter. There was one throw might've been the in cut to gunner where people are like, Ooh, I didn't know he had the fastball like that. He could squeeze yeah. it in there. Um, I did. He has a fine arm. He doesn't have a great arm, but he has a good enough arm. Mm-hmm. And he got victimized by another deep ball that should have been caught, um, which hurts his numbers and his completions and all that. Also hurt the wide receiver in the process. Uh, yeah. We need to talk a little bit about that. <laughs> Harry. First of all, 
I, I'm with Zoe on the broadcast. Yeah, Don't shouldn't have jumped. Like, Just keep running. If you keep running, you'll catch the ball and you'll run right into the end zone. And it'll be a big play and everybody will be happy and it'll be fun. Um, so he jumps, he dives, misses it, lets it go right through his hands, and then lands awkwardly and knocked himself the fuck out, as they say in Friday. And um, just a borderline unbelievable play for a guy who's supposed to be an elite athlete, uh, like an NFL first round pick. I just, I, I feel bad because I've told you this. I like him. His I'm, agent I'm, probably didn't like that play either because that's what he's known for, making those contested catches and like all that. Just throw the ball up, he gets it. Yeah, he doesn't. He <laughs> caught the ground with his head, and that's the only thing he caught in. Um, so that was definitely a low light or an unfortunate. Uh, I, I also thought another low light was the Kendrick Bourne uh, two-point play that bounced off his face. I keep saying that to spell him. We've, we've seen this dating back to the spring. He drops passes almost every single day. All the, he does not have good hands. He doesn't have – it's just a fact. I don't know how much it will hurt them, how much they're going to rely on them, when the drops will come, because we've talked about it. Julian Edelman was like the perfect Patriot, had a lot of drops. It's, it's when the drops come, do they cost you? But certainly a drop in the end zone on a point play, a two-point play, could cost you And if you're mm-hmm. in a tight game. Um, but, yeah, so, the, okay, we're going down sort of the negative rabbit hole here. We you cut did. Up. I did it. Let, let's, let's swing the pendulum back to the positive side for a minute. Uh, I thought the offensive line did what it should do, which was control the line of scrimmage against – backups and you know second yeah you and i could have scored in that first drive with damon harris those the nine yards that is a hundred percent accurate yes we definitely could have uh (laughs) but they did it give again give them credit i thought all the running backs ran well pretty much you know i thought the Uh, depth of the very very well i would say yeah full display of the depth of these guys and i mean we'll get into it in other podcasts and on in blogs but you know that that's the deepest position on the team maybe. And it's going to lead to, I don't know, a roster issue, cuts, trades, something, something you got six guys. And I don't think you can keep all six, probably going to be five spots. So right. whether now, it's trade you're going to be under, under um, numbered at like wide receiver. There's a chance they keep like three wide receivers. Well, that, that's a thing that could come true. Yes, you could go low there, but then if you go go low there, you probably have to go high on tight end. So then, can you go really high on running back? That's the the decision of right. the, the way. Wasn't there some talk? Like we've never seen it. I don't think. Wasn't there some talk that JJ Taylor might be like a tweener? receiver running back and that he might line up in the slot at times and yeah was it that hasn't been this year maybe that was no. last year like but we've never really seen it right it was more no. of a an idea or a or it was a, an idea yeah yeah i just wonder if maybe they start to try to do that line hit say he's our extra receiver he's our emergency receiver if we get in trouble um but again those based are, on what we saw tonight he's certainly more valuable than uh christian wilgerson or Nikhil harry yeah that is accurate. Plus, he has a role in the kicking game. Right. I know they've, they've, they've Wilkerson, they've tried to develop as a special teamer. Even Harry, we've seen some uh, reps there on yeah. practice and everything. But he has return ability. He is like a potential valuable weapon uh, in, in the kicking game. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, defensively, um, if we're going to start with the pros and the highs, I think he's one of the places. Well, first, Matthew Judon. Oh. Matthew Judon, I, I saw a thing. What did I see? It was from Madden. It was like a graphic from Madden, like the Patriots' top five players on offense, top five players on defense. Rating thing that came out this week, yeah. And Matt Judon isn't among yeah. the top five defensive players. 
Yep. Like, the hell is that? Uh, discounting what he did in Baltimore, I guess. Oh, uh, who's it going to be? Tom? What's going on here? I got no idea. <laughs> Danny. Sounds like something started playing on its own in my background. Yep. That's what yep. it sounds like. It's, it's a commercial for something on ESPN.com, but I've now... Uh, X out of it? Good. I've now paused it or did something because uh, I can't mute it because then I think I'd mute you. Okay, we're back. Good. Yes, you're um, right. Mute me. Yeah. So, yes, Matthew Judon, I think, is going to be... I mean, he had... Does that? I didn't even check the stats. Does that go down as a strip sack, forced fumble? Because it was yeah. a bad snap that... Yeah, because he picked it up. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but either way, he's going to make a crap load of plays for this defense if he stays healthy. He is, I mean, it's a little bit like they've rebuilt the boogeyman. It's just he could be in the role of sort of that Jamie Collins role. And then you Almost, have- I don't know. I get the sense he's better. Uh, well, he should be. He's making a lot of money. And right. Yes. I, I think he, he does look like he could be better, but it's a similar can do it all player, can right. cover, can rush, can stop the run, do everything you need to do on the edge. Um, and then I also thought, I don't I, I, Harvey Longy is, he, he looked really good. Like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like he was all over the field. Yeah. And again, like, yes, it was, it wasn't against like first stringers and he wasn't nope. playing with the first team, but like he made plays when he was out there. And if you go off of what Bill said this week, doesn't matter who you play with. It's just what you put out there. He, put forth a good product and you know if they need another body at linebacker maybe you find a way to, to get him on the roster he knows the system he's been around it he, he, he you know probably has a leg up with some other guys so if they're you know looking for their last spot of that position i think he showed tonight he's definitely deserving of consideration and if you remember the whole backstory with him he's a guy that bill supposedly loved like oh yeah by you and blah 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 bill was going to take him in like the third round he projected him and then he yeah whatever and then his story with the car accident and everything and coming back from that and leaving and coming back he's certainly a guy you can root for um i don't know that he's a I don't, I don't know how big of a role he could ever really just look at that spot it's not like linebackers thin right um now he plays special teams, so does that? You already got a million Cody Davises and Justin right, you Negative. You don't have to be so dismissive. <laughs> Jesus, trying to be positive here. Talk about some good stories, potential. An objective. He's he's got a, he's got a slim slim chance of making the team. Okay, you're right. He probably doesn't have a great chance to make the team. He had a good game. He had an interception. Could have had another. He was flying all over the field. He got he got the podium post game treatment. Yes, he had a he had a good game. And he just seemed like a nice guy. He does. He does. I feel like I'm in a good mood where I think everybody's a nice guy. Jacoby Myers, nice guy. Nikhil Harry, nice guy. I don't know. Everybody's a nice guy. Well, you can get to some people that aren't, but that's all right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we could get to some people that aren't. Um, any uh, any other positives? Because I have another negative we haven't talked about yet. Oh, we have, we have a big negative to get to. Um, no, I mean, everything seemed like – it's hard to say because the defense wasn't really tested. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to see the the number two, number three cornerback, but I couldn't really see that because of what the Eagles put put out there. So, I don't – I guess we'll know more about that this week against the Giants. And you also had – the way – they were un, – they're undermanned at corner. They don't have enough corners right now. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Jones banged up. Miles Bryant banged up. Um, I, I – 
I don't like Jalen Mills on the outside. I don't like him really in the slot. I don't know that he's quick enough to do that. I don't like Joan Williams on the field. I know a lot of people have said, oh, he was pretty good last week and he had another good week. I don't know. I just, I don't really see it with Joan Williams. Um, I don't see it either, but he continues to play special teams. And that's why I, I think he might have a spot on this team. Well, I think he also might have a spot because they don't have enough cornerbacks. They, well, they, it's, if Gilmore is still on PUP, then yeah, no question. But even when Gilmore comes back, so, okay, so it's Gilmore, JC, Jonathan Jones. Those are your three. Jalen Mills, what, unless you're going to consider him a safety. I, I don't know if he's a corner or a safety. I don't know what he's good at. I, I think he's a safety. I should say that. I do think he's a safety. I don't think he should play corner. Mm. I think he'll get exposed if he's out there at corner. So, Miles Bryant, like your depth at corner, Michael Jackson, I don't really think is very good. I don't nope. I, I, I don't know. Um, so, there's there's definitely a lack of depth at cornerback i know everybody's fixating on the lack of tight ends right now that's another okay another negative devin asiasi continues to not take advantage of opportunity he played 40 snaps he dropped a touchdown i thought i mean am i being harsh i thought that was a touchdown the catchable ball catchable ball make a play especially you need to make a play we talked about it previewing the game you now know that there's at least two high-priced veterans ahead of you Mm -hmm. you're like you're buried a little bit. And who knows? Maybe Matt Lacoste is ahead of you. Um, so, like, this is an opportunity to create some momentum. And he just didn't really do it. Even in the, uh, we weren't there, but it didn't seem like he did anything in the practice on Tuesday when he was the only tight end available, too. So, right. it seems like uh, not taking advantage of your opportunity. And you can only do that for so long before you just, you're forgotten. You're, you're, right. you're washed out. You're in a different direction. Um Another negative, if we're going to just bounce around here, sort of positives and negatives, yeah. uh, the uh, storybook Disney story of Quinn. Yeah, or- yeah. I, mean, I think we can put that to bed, no? I, I think Quinn should start updating his LinkedIn page again. Well, now the concern is, is Folk really hurt? hurt? <laughs> yeah. Like, where is he? Is he really hurt? Because if he's really hurt, you went from having two kickers to no kickers very right. quickly. In like uh, a day. Because I'm sorry, I – if you looked at his career at Michigan, he was not a great kicker. He was not a consistent kicker. And so like the story, I even thought in camp, everybody got icky balooky. And I was like, are you ignoring that miss right there? Are you ignoring that kick where he got way under it, went way up in the air and came up short? Like I remember the exact one you're talking about. Yeah. Like he mishits the ball. And I'm not saying that means he can never be a kicker, but for the here and now, he has shown enough inconsistencies where I would not be comfortable. In, in the games, yeah. Like, right. he went, whatever, 10 for or 11 for 11 in the in-stadium practice. Everybody, you know, freaked out over. But it wasn't against a live rush. It wasn't, right. like, a pressure situation. He's in a game, and he misses. So, what he's, has he missed three extra points in a short field goal in two games? Yeah. And one of the extra points was badly missed. Oh, yeah. And that's the, the, that's the kind of stuff that – not only do you not win a job doing that, you lose a job. If you were already the established kicker, that could cost you the job right. the way you're kicking right now. So, yeah, the Nick Folk thing, we had talked about if if it's like maybe they were paving the way for him to go on IR to keep Nordine. Yeah, nope, nope. Your, nope. Your quad or whatever, that's better. Get out there. 100% they need to get him ready to go. So good job security for Nick Folk and – Everybody can remember how good he was last year after missing a couple kicks. Yeah, I I looked it up during the game. He's made 40 of his last 45 kicks. Yeah, I mean, including he gets – 
it's the whole like he has a weak leg mm-hmm. is overrated. He had those 50 yard game winners last year. He's made the long kicks that he's had to make. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to try 65 yarders with him, but I'm not really trying that with anybody. So, yeah. Um, anything else? Out of the- I just want to want to see more, I guess, and that's kind of on the Eagles just for not showing up really. Like, there wasn't as competitive as you would have liked, and now I kind of like I kind of thought that the last preseason game would be like toned back a little bit, and I don't know if that's going to be the case. Well. I think we'll find out and what might not be toned back. I think we could be in for some doozy joint practices. Some, on some Joe judge, Bill Belichick, like some hard hitting yeah. long scripted. So each guy gets exactly what he wants for each portion of his team. And then I almost won't care about the games after that. If, if you get legit, I know fans will be on TV, not happy if they see a crappy, but I also think people will play in that. I don't think it'll be. Oh, I, I kind of I've thought all along that they will. There's two weeks. Right. It's it's perfect. Belichick. He doesn't want sp- three weeks off to him is huge. At the end of the year, when people have been playing for four straight months, never mind. We haven't even played yet, and I'm going to give guys three weeks off without playing a game. Like especially okay. when you've had some key players who haven't played at all yet. Right. So they're going to play in the third preseason game, but I I also so it's it's Wednesday Thursday. For the joint practices yep so you have two days off before the game yes so you could pr- yeah you have time to even go pretty hard and still take time off and still play on sunday i mean you really essentially have three days because the game is sunday nights so you have all day friday all day saturday most of sunday right and then you have and you have two, two weeks whole weeks yeah before the game so yeah um i think things are going to ramp up this week i think you're going to see a really competitive Interesting week. Hopefully you won't see the fights that we. I don't think you'll see the fight. It's from what I've read out of New York. Joe judge is like completely like cut those to an end. Like he'd freak out even more if there was another one. And we all know how Belichick feels about fighting. So. And I think he would be like embarrassed in front of Belichick, like not having control of his team. I bet that's one of his like speeches before he goes like, don't embarrass me in front of this guy. Like, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, no, nothing really else. From I just wish the Eagles would have showed up. Like we said up the top, like it's good that the Patriots players, you know, did made the most of their opportunities. But it does need to be said who it came against. It does, but I also still just go with the preseason is a time to work, to feel good, to maybe sh- like stack positivity together. And I thought they did that as a as a team. It wasn't just the offense, wasn't just the defense. You know, Bills. I hesitate to say complimentary football in the preseason, but that's what he called it. That's what reporters called it. It was complimentary yeah. football, red zone football, and all these things. You played well. You executed. For the most part, you did what you were supposed to do, and that that's a positive building block when you're working towards regular season. Because we certainly would criticize him if it was the opposite. Well, that's what I was kind of going to say before we wrap it up. Like, do you think it was a good sign for the team going forward in the season that the, it seemed like they had a rough week in the two practices, but came back strong in a big way come the game? Yes. Yeah, I do. Anytime you can put a positive performance, whether it's the practice field, the joint practice field, the game field preseason, I think that's a good thing. Now, does it mean anything? Does it mean that you blew out the Eagles? So now you're going to be a playoff team or like, no, as we start the Eagles didn't play anybody and the Eagles may stink. So they may not have even played talent that isn't really even that good and whatever. But 
you also have to just say Cam Newton threw the ball like he's supposed to. He got rid of the ball like he's supposed to. Like, you're going to tell me he didn't face inferior talent at times on the practice field this summer? Of course he did. Right. He's throwing against, you know, yeah, Mike Jackson and, and Adrian Colbert and Cash Maulua and whatever how the hell you say his name, all these guys. So, and he didn't look that good. So just give him credit. He looked really good in a way that he's maybe supposed to in the Patriots offense. So positivity. Uh, also, just to follow up on our previous podcast in our discussions about uh, Stefan Gilmore and trading him and whatever, uh, I did check. You can indeed trade a player who is on PUP. Has it happened before? I don't know if it's happened before. I didn't ask that. You didn't tell me to ask that. <laughs> but you can, okay. You can trade a player who is on PUP. But then how would that work? Do I you... don't know. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, if he's traded, would he stay on PUP or could he go to that new team and all of a sudden clear, clear? I his... think he could immediately pass his physical and be ready to go. Okay. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That makes sense. All right, so that's just another layer to watch with this Gilmore situation, which I think, as the days go on, becomes more and more of a story that should get talked about more because it's not really getting discussed as much as it should. Right, and it becomes more of a story with a few guys dinged up and the other guys not necessarily proving that they're better options to replace him, to step up, to bump up mm -hmm. as a domino, whatever. Yes, I think his leverage goes up every minute. You could even argue maybe his leverage goes up the better the team looks because yeah. we're a good team and you want to get from good team to playoff team or mid-level team to high-level team, compete for whatever – Oh yeah, your quarterback looks better. Your offense, your mm -hmm. deep. Oh, you know what you could probably use? You could probably use a number one cornerback, huh, Bill? I'm over here, mm -hmm. Bill. Pay me, Bill. So yes, I, I think his leverage goes up, and I do think that situation bears watching as we get into week three of the preseason, and the clock just is ticking down. And at some point, you got to figure it out because we're also now what we're eighteenth, uh, nineteenth. So we're three weeks. Two, less than two weeks away from the final cut. Yeah, the cut to the 31st. Right. So Tuesday we're now 31st. Yeah. We're less than two 12, weeks away. Yep. 12 days away from the final cut. You 10, uh, 10 days away from your final preseason game. So it's all kind of coming Where together. Where are you, Steph? Figure it out. Right. All right. I'm sure that'll be a big topic in our uh, next podcast, which will be, I guess we'll probably have to do one. We'll wait till after the joint practices, probably. So we get more stuff to discuss. Yeah, probably Thursday afternoon would be an opportunity to wrap up so. joint practices, yeah. preview the next game, and then next Sunday, or a week from Sunday, we'll do another jerk reactions to the Patriots' latest game. All right. Uh, hope you have a good weekend. And we gave you, we promised you on the last podcast you'd have this Friday morning when you wake up, and we delivered. Peace out. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.